Welcome to Overflow, the podcast exploring what is and is not inherently visible about those who build with Webflow. I'm Matthew Munger from the Webflow community team, and in each episode, we highlight the unique perspectives, passions, and experiences that fuel the creative mind of our guest. From Phuket, Thailand, we're joined by founder at Protocore Studio, Sarkis Buniatian. Sarkis is known for pushing Webflow and no-code tools to their limits in an effort to show the bleeding edge of what's possible, as evident with builds like the PlayStation UI, Civilization VI, and Apple Notes in Webflow, which is why he was a finalist for Community Creator of the Year at WebflowConf 2022. In this episode, we'll hear how Sarkis is focusing on designing the lifestyle that him and his family dream of, and being intentionally mindful of how he's spending time every day. Plus, we talk about pushing boundaries with no-code tools and how the web is just a bunch of squares. Featuring Sarkis Buniatian, this is Overflow. Hey, Sarkis, it's a pleasure to have you here today. Thanks, Matthew. Pleasure to be here. So why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? So I'm a product designer for the last 10, 15 years. My passion is pushing Webflow to the bleeding edge. What does the bleeding edge mean to you? Do things with Webflow that has never been done before and to demonstrate that these no-code tools are really powerful platforms. They're not just template builders. They're not just simple website creators. You can create practically anything. They are an open canvas. I like to think of Webflow as the Photoshop for the web essentially. Whatever you have in your mind, you can put it on that canvas. All right, Sarkis, describe where you live for us. We want to feel like we've been there with you. I've been in China for the past two years. Before that, I was in Thailand for a few years. Before that, I was in Armenia. Before that, I was in America and India and Sweden. I've been traveling my whole life, basically since I was one. My my family's been moving. But uh, yeah, Thailand is uh, where I call home. After so much traveling, it's the one place that really captured my heart. I've been based in Shanghai, a beautiful area here called Qingpu. It's been a lot of fun. The community has been great. Uh, People have been great. Language is a bit of a barrier. English is not really spoken that much everywhere, obviously. Mm. How many languages and which languages do you speak? I used to speak uh, Hindi and Bengali. I was in India. I grew up about 10 years of my life there. I speak Armenian and English, and uh, I've been learning Thai and uh, Chinese. I want to pick up, I have to pick up Chinese. I want our, our son to speak proficiently, represent yeah. both of his cultures, Alex. English, Armenian, and uh, Chinese has to be there. What places around Shanghai or what do you like to do in, when you are able to, to get out? Oh, the city is beautiful. Um, there are amazing parks, just amazing places to focus, to think, to, to be creative. Uh, Shanghai is one of the top five cities in the world for a reason. Very big. <laughs> I mean, even the smallest village in China is the, is the size of some countries. <laughs> you know, so, so just put that into perspective. There's 28 million people living here, you know. <laughs> so um, yeah. all of Thailand, there's only just, 70 just million people. City. I would say I'm not really a big city person myself. I, I like my quiet, my peace and quiet, especially from a creative standpoint when there's too much noise. You know, just a lot of rustle and bustle. I'm not able to really focus the way I want to. And that's why Thailand really captured me because it's more by the beach. I'm more of a beach lifestyle, something I've always kind of dreamed of, but it's very quiet. It's in the, you know, like a valley. You've got hundreds of beautiful Buddhist temples, old architecture. You know, it just feels like you're, it's a blast in the past, but it's also modern enough where you can kind of conduct your business and, and meet amazing people from around the world. 
I've realized over over the years, just in my 20s, like I'm 32 now, but in my in my 20s, I could just turn my brain off and just dive into what I'm doing and not, you know, not care, not care about hours, not care about sleep, just push. Mm-hmm. That's how much you energy push I your body in your mind. Yeah, you could really push your body like that. I've become very much more mindful of my, of my time, of my space, my energy, especially being a father now with the amount of responsibilities I have. I talked to my wife about that. You know, we need to focus on us right now. You know, both of us are crazy <laughs> creators and, and entrepreneurs, and we need to make sure that, you know, our business works for us and we don't work for our business, if that makes sense. Uh, I see that in the maker community so much where people start projects and then a couple of weeks later, a couple of months later, they stop because that adrenaline rush of starting something, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm talking about. You know, you just want to go all the way yeah, in. No, I'm, I'm definitely like, like call it... Like I remember I took one kind of personality test, something they call it like a mover. Like you're just yeah. always ready to move on to the next thing and like, okay, what's the next exciting idea, you know? And yeah. Have a little bit harder time with the follow through <laughs> and like finishing up the projects. Yeah, that's that's definitely Yeah, you have to be very careful with that. And and that's why yeah. with me I've I've realized that for as much as I want to do for the community, I, I have to really be my best version of myself and really be in that okay. mental space to consistently work for the community think big takeaway here is, you know, environment is, is very Everything. key to your kind of your focus, your Everything. maintaining your energy levels, getting inspiration from kind of the nature and, and the environment around you. Yes. You mentioned that you're ready to build your new workspace, your new office. Can you walk us through kind of your aspirations for how you want to set it up? I want it to be um, in sync with my home if that makes sense. I don't want it to be completely separate. I also don't, I don't want there to be too much overlap. That's one thing that's been an issue for me over the years as I've been traveling. I, I haven't really had like a fixed space that I could just work in. Right. I want to get sort of a, a, bi- a big house and you have like a detached area, which is for the office space, you know, completely isolated, soundproof. Uh, what are hobbies, interests, things that you do to refuel yourself personally? You know, they say if you, if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. I agree with that. But if you do something consistently all the time and it also pays the bills, it does become work (laughs) by nature. It is your job, you know, no matter how you feel about it inside, you have to make sure that you are diversifying your energy and your your creativity so it doesn't burn out. And I feel like in my case, I enjoyed the creative process with products so much, you know, just the adrenaline rush you get knowing that the amount of impact you can create with what you're building or how much money you can make with it, how much success you can have with it. It really was the only thing I was happy with most of my life. I didn't really have that many hobbies. I come from a musical family, so I love creating music, composing music, playing instruments. I I love writing in general, stories, writing um, novels, things like that. So I just express my creativity in as many ways as I can. It keeps me on my toes. But I realized that my, in the, especially the last two years, you know, with with so much just going on in my life, I, I really started to feel my, how much of, that pressure and that exhaustion was catching up to me. This is actually a, the question you're just asking me is what I've been thinking <laughs> about all day at this point. Is <laughs> is uh, like what is what is my new life? What does that look like? Because whatever was happening before, you can't operate in that way anymore. You have so much more on your plate now. You have to set a good example for your family, and you know I don't want my son to always see that. Hey, dad's door is closed. He's always working yeah. or whatever. You know, like your work has to work for you at this point. A lot of people don't think about it or realize it, but you design your life. You know, there are things that happen to you and there are things outside of your control, but a lot of it is within your control and you make choices 
you actually design how you want your life to look. You need to ask yourself those questions, you know, like what is it that I enjoy doing in the mornings? You know, what is it that me and my family, you know, want to do on the regular? You have to be able to answer those questions to really design your life and know what it is that you really want out of life. Otherwise, life is just going to happen to you and you're just going to get what comes and you might find yourself unfulfilled, unhappy, really taking that time to ask those critical questions about yourself and what you want. I couldn't agree more. And it's important. My, my first start, I put in six, seven years, more than half of my 20s into it. It didn't go exactly as I planned. And you realize, wow, I, how much did you actually sacrifice? How many years you sacrificed? How many moments that, you know, positive moments did you sacrifice? Maybe time with your family, time with this. You have to be very mindful of this stuff. I've been noticing this more and more in the community that they get so sucked up into this, this maker lifestyle. And when you ask them like, okay, so what do you do outside of it? It's like, it's become their life. They don't have a life outside of that. And it's like, you really enjoy this meal, this dish, and you just eat it every single day. You know, what if one day you wake up and you realize it doesn't taste good anymore? Well, now you have to reevaluate your whole life. You know, so in my case, I'm grateful I've reached a point in my life and my career that I can choose what I work on. I, my phrase that I say in the community is I'm an entrepreneur by day and a product designer by night. And that's where it is. You know, I, outside of Protocore, I, I do Protocore because I love it. It really gives me so much pleasure just collaborating with makers and stuff. It's, it's my therapy, really. Stepping away from business and, you know, my other endeavors outside of the product design, outside of this world. I've realized that designing and creating is my purpose in life. And the more I've been thinking about it and getting aligned with my family and everyone else's individual goals, it's just bring me so much pleasure. It's helped me actually learn so much about my family as well, uh, about my wife and, and my parents and everybody else. It's been amazing to make that sort of our community project, if you will. Yeah, that's it's beautiful to see it come together, that intentionality, like you said, really bring together your small community, which is your family. What's a resource or something you feel that more people in the community need to know about? Can I shout out my own product? Sure. Something I've been building over the past couple of years is ReStep. There is one fundamental problem is the way that people actually learn and adopt these tools. Um, you know, a video course, a written course, they only go so far. People have been able to share their projects with each other, but not their actual process, their actual workflow, their knowledge, their experience. You can't get that across to somebody. You can explain it to me as much as you like, but I interpret it in my own way. So with, with ReStep, uh, Parker Mitso in, in Greece, uh, Mitso Karavias, reached out to me actually in 2020 as well. It's funny, I met my partner and my, my wife both in the same year. <laughs> uh, like two or three months apart. Partner. <laughs> there you go. So he reached out to me and said, look, I, I'd love to do something amazing in no code. Our ideas came together and turned into ReStep. So what ReStep does is essentially it's the first platform that lets you capture and share your entire workflow in the exact sequence. So you open up our extension, it's a Chrome extension, and you it can save every click you make on the screen in that exact order. It knows exactly what you're clicking on in what order. So take civilization, for example, you're talking about tens of thousands of clicks. I can give you the clonable, <laughs> but, but good, good luck actually, you know, de deciphering that. Right? Yeah, you have to reverse engineer it to no, reverse engineer that yourself. Yeah. 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 So with ReStep, you can open up my course. We call them recourses. You can open it up, mm -hmm. click on chapter one, and immediately it indicates where you should click. Start here, click on this you know, drop down, then go over there, add this style, change the width, change the height. It's literally guiding you through my entire workflow without any errors. It doesn't let you click anywhere else. So it's impossible for you to make a mistake. You are building Civilization VI, the largest Webflow project ever made. 
exactly like it was made. That kind of knowledge sharing, that's a whole new economy. And that's going to completely change the way this yeah, community learns. Sharing. So for the first time, there's a tool where it doesn't matter what language you speak. Someone who has never used Webflow before can build the most complex Webflow project ever made. Not just that, but it, it also automates the whole thing. So what you can do is you can just say play and watch this thing <laughs> build everything directly on your screen for you. So this is a level of learning that just is unseen, not just in the Webflow community, but in general. I hope that this can be my tribute to the, <laughs> to the no-code community. <laughs> Well, I have seen it in action and it is as amazing as it sounds. And so if anyone's listening and is interested to learn more, they can go to restep.io. They just click the join beta button. Yes. Yep. And go from there. Sarkis, is there some advice that you would like to give to others in the community who are really interested in also pushing the boundaries of what's possible with no code? Don't build traditional projects, build abstract projects. Test your knowledge, break out of that box. Don't think of Webflow as a site builder. It is a web builder. You know, I, I see this very often, especially when you're trying to pick up a new tool. The best way to learn it is to very quickly understand what you don't understand. You know, if it's interactions, then try to see what's online and try to uh, rebuild it, right? In the same way that artists, when they're learning to paint, they start with a, you know, fruit bowl. And then they do portraits and they, they're learning from each other. That's how I learned Webflow and mastered it so, so quickly is because I, I would look at WhatsApp, for example, or I would look at Spotify or in iTunes and say, okay, I want to rebuild this entire interface in Webflow. You know, just building the PS4 or Civilization VI, I really hit a lot of interesting challenges. Like when I look at whether it's a website, an app, whatever it may be, I don't see pixels. I don't see colors and stuff. What I see is squares. It's all structure. You know, when people look at Civilization and say, how'd you build that? I'm like, it's just a collection of squares. It's a lot of squares, <laughs> but <laughs> it, it's a whole lot of squares, but it's squares, you know? So I would say, don't be intimidated. Whatever website, whatever project you want to do, just break it down to squares. It's essentially just a square within a square. That's what every website, every project is. So if you can think of it that way, you won't feel intimidated again. But if you really just took pen and paper and you just started breaking it down into its own individual components, you realize it's actually very simple. So I think yeah. that having the right approach, the right mentality when you're building is very, very important. If you keep telling yourself, I'm building a website, you'll never build anything but a website. And when you see someone you know, like me show up and build a PlayStation 5, <laughs> you're going you're to be very confused when you see that. <laughs> yeah, like I said, just break it down. You know, how yes. everything is a box, everything is a square. So figure out how is this a box? Where is where is where are the actual lines of this box? Yes. And how is this box interacting with the boxes around it or inside yes. of it? If we talk about the code, HTML is defining the relationships of everything in this canvas, in this body, right? And yes. CSS is defining the relationships, how those things interact. Definitely. Um, and so yeah, I know I personally I still start with a sheet of paper and a pen or I love markers, that. you know, and it's like I said, it's boxes. So it's easy to get to that first prototype on paper, right. And see like, okay, how does this box interact with the other box? And you just go from there. One of the biggest advices I would like to give as well is please don't hate code and please don't tell yourself that, you know, no code tool means no code. It's not, it doesn't mean you won't use code. It means you'll interact with code in a different way. I see a no code as a introduction to code. There are plenty of no, no coders who became coders afterwards because they got so comfortable yes. <laughs> with it, including myself. Use these platforms uh, interchangeably. 
collaborate with them and, and don't be closed-minded in any way. Yeah, totally agree. Find something that inspires you and then try to try to replicate that, try to push it to the next level. And you'll be amazed at what you can accomplish and what you'll learn. Yes. If anyone who's listened uh, to our conversation today would like to reach out and connect with you, how can they do that? Please connect with me on Twitter. That's my primary hub. Uh, go to twitter.com uh, at Sarkis Bunyatian. Okay, so let me spell it out for you. S-A-R-K-I-S. <laughs> <laughs> B-U-N-I-A-T-Y-A-N. That's my full name. And uh, yeah, please reach out, DM me anytime. Uh, if you have any questions, I'd love to connect with the community more and more uh, as much as I can, uh, as much as time allows me to. Please visit me on Webflow, webflow.com slash protocol and protocol.co uh, to see some of the magic that we create for you. This was an Overflow episode with Sarkis Buniatian, produced by the Webflow community team with music by Joseph McDade. To learn more about the Webflow community, please visit webflow.com community. I've been your host, Matthew Munger. Thanks for listening.